Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Aussie Tech Eds. It is for episode 476. How are you doing? It's uh, been another hot week. Last week in February, always hot, I reckon. So it's, uh, yeah, swimmers, swimming time, swimmers on, shirt off, jump in the pool. Excellent work. All right, we've got a pretty big show uh, this week. Uh, we're going to introduce you to the regulars and then a guest for this episode. And first of all, we've got to thank athwebhosting.com.au. Uh, if you need some shared web hosting with servers in Australia, why not jump on athwebhosting.com.au and have a look. Look, there is, I hear, there is a rumor, a little bird told me, that there is a new web page for the the tech hosting and it could even be, even be up as soon as you are listening to this so um have a look at that when you when you get a time athwebhosting.com.au and send us your feedback all right who have we got here tonight as usual i think we can say pretty much is eric how you going eric? good how are you good what have you been up to uh you know working yeah good dealing with the heat yeah it's been hot down sydney yeah 40 degrees Oh, yeah, good. Today. Good stuff. Lucky you got that heater on the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need it today. <laughs> no. And uh, Shane, how you going, Shane? Good. You're a bit of a wuss, aren't you, Eric? One forty degree day and you bloody melt. We had a week of it, what, last week and the week before, and no yeah, one cared about you, us. Yeah, no, well, no one does. No one ever does. Well, that's fair <laughs> enough, too. You're too far away. We're You're... a bit soft up at, Sydney, up at the North Shore of Sydney, mate. You're lucky yeah. you're not in Tasmania, otherwise you, you, you'd just be forgotten altogether. That's right. How was that Woolies? They left the, the map of Tassie off the map of Australia on the hats. I think they should just but, sell Tasmania to the Kiwis. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty bad though. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. All right, and uh, look, we've, we've got a, uh, a guest tonight, and his name is Stuart, and let's find out a bit about him. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Grant. Thanks for having me on. That's all right. No problem. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, Stuart no answered the call I put out a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and here he is. So tell us, uh, Stuart, uh, where are you from? Where are you Where are you broadcasting from? Yeah, I'm broadcasting from Brisbane, so not too far from you. Uh, that's pretty close. And uh, what do you do? Are you in the for work? Are you tech-orientated or not tech, just interested? Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not in the tech industry, uh, but uh, but I, but I but I seem to use it for for work a lot. So I end up doing a bit of web design and things like that, and all the other IT types sort of stuff that happens oh, at work. Yes. Normally, normally I get uh, lumped with it. I get lumped <laughs> with that. So in fact, today I was doing some CNC machining, which was quite interesting. Mm, I don't even know what that is. What's that? So you know, it's where you, it, it's where you have a computer that um, that is a that uh, controls a machine, and right. we're using it to um, to um, to drill. Wood, wood panels, basically, in different patterns. Oh, oh yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so it's cool. all like programming, though. It's basically like a programming thing. Right. Oh, that sounds too technical. I, get you. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I know someone who um, works in the IT industry at the moment who's um, out of work and is happy to move to Brisbane if he needs to. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's good. And I see, for those on the video, we can see that you're into an arcade game. And so, 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 funnily enough, I have a story about arcade games tonight. Well, in ah. particular, a particular one. But uh, what is that? Is that a is that a fifty in one machine, or what? What happens with that? Well, that's actually a a homemade one that I made about twelve years ago. Oh, sweet! And uh, and it's just got a normal PC inside it, and it's just got all of the old arcade favourites, right. Galaga and Fogger and Donkey Kong and all those sort of ones and. Nice. Yeah, right. He's not a tech head at all. No. <laughs> so is that? How do you run that? Is that a mame? It's just through the mames. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nice. It's just it's just mame with a with a with a front end, and it's even got a proper coin slot that works. You can put oh. coins in it, and it's 
Brilliant. Fantastic. Does no, it, it works, so works you put great. so you put the coin in and does it shot the credit? Yeah, yep, exactly. It works exactly wow. the way it's supposed to. Oh, that excellent. Is, that is brilliant. Yes. I'm, I'm extremely impressed. I'm going to bow out now. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So where did you get the uh, the cabinets and the, the controllers, the joysticks and the buttons? Well, I bought the joystick as, as, a, as, as like a single finished panel and then I made the rest of the cabinet to fit the um, joystick basically right. and so and so i just looked at various photos on the net and 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 sort of guessed guessed different different uh, dimensions and made a few mock-ups sort of ones to try and get the heights right and the, the angles right and things like that and uh, and then, then finished yeah. it off yeah right so so when you turn it on you can just select what game you want to what you want to play and all that sort of stuff yeah, it's it's got like four thousand games on it or something like that it's crazy ridiculous and yeah oh yeah i wonder how much you sell those for <laughs> oh look! I went around a, a mate's place the other day, and they he had he bought this little machine, and it was a two hundred in one, and it I don't know maybe about stood fifty centimeters maybe had the little proper joystick, the proper buttons, uh, yeah. and it was I think it must have ran on Mame or whatever, and it it was great. I, I had a little game of Galaga and all this, and uh, look I forget now you can, you can buy them. And you can buy the bigger ones. You can buy like a yeah, yeah like a two thousand game in one thing. But I think as you get up to the two thousand games, you start getting you know like version A, version B, version C, and just different versions of the same game. That's but, right. But look, I can't remember now where that place was. If I can through the show, I'll I'll tell you. But if not, I'll definitely bring it up next week because because it was that so good I wanted to buy one because <laughs> I thought I've always loved Mame <laughs> and I've just only had it on the computer. And I've got it around here somewhere, but you just never play it because it's always, you know, it's on the disc, no. isn't it? Yeah. And uh, so you're into music as well. Yes, you yeah, know, I, I, um, I play in a in a in a in an '80s covers band with with oh, some friends. Nice. So we aren't that serious. We aren't that serious. But uh, because it's '80s, yeah. I'm not sure whether you can see in the background, but that's actually a guitar. Oh so, right, nice. So, so it's very eighties. <laughs> yeah, and, it, uh, and it's it's very the IT aspect of that though is that it's all done through MIDI. Oh, nice! Yeah, and good. so I know when Eric was talking earlier about how how you bought your Surface Pro recently, mm. or, um, a few yes. months ago. Yes. Well, I I actually got a Surface Pro three about a year ago or something. So I've got the the previous model, and I got it specifically so I could run all my sounds uh, on the Surface Pro because the Surface Pro is like a full computer, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it's, yeah. but it's in such a, a small form that you can you can mount it on your microphone stand. Yeah. Mm. And it's like a tablet, like an iPad, but it runs full Windows full. software. Yeah, yeah, nice. So it's in talking about the Surface. Then, are you a a, a Windows person or a Mac person, like generally? Yeah. I'm fairly similar to you, I'd say, Glenn. So I'm 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 so Windows all the way, apart from the iPhone. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. But although you know, I am on Windows all the way. Don't get me wrong. But there's a I, I do have a little Mac Mini, which I do record the show on for the audio, and I have another. I've just got another MacBook because I'm trying to get a MacBook to, to run my little TV studio thing, which I've got right here. And I tried to use it on my laptop, Lenovo laptop, and it just wouldn't work. But I plugged this into the Mac, into my wife's MacBook Pro, straight away it worked. So, yeah, but Macs are made for that. that yeah, sort of stuff, that so I've got to got to get sorted with that oh that's good that's great thanks Stuart so um Stuart's brought along a few stories and he's going to have a bit of a chin wag throughout the show and now uh, your website you sorry sorry to interrupt I just looked on your website yes and you're upgrading your website Glenn yes that's what I've just said yes <laughs> yeah, I know that's what you just said but I didn't realize it'd still be down oh 25th 
That's today. Available soon. Hang well, I, look, I was going to be up like earlier this afternoon, but I had a problem. I, I, thought, I, I was all ready to go and go, let's go live, because I had it on a development server. So yeah. then I had to push it all across to the good one, but had to you know do a lot of mucking around because it was on a different domain and all this sort of stuff. And I had to, and then it was all ready to go. And then it wasn't sending emails, and that ah. just that just stuffed me for a few hours, and to the point where I eventually just said, "Well, because it was sending the emails through the SMTP of Google, right. and it's been doing it fine. Oh well, as far as I know, everyone's been getting emails and nothing, no problems. But as soon as I've I've moved it, uh, it's same domain, different server, and different look and everything, and an upgraded the version of the back end, and. It just stopped working. It just didn't work. So I just went back to the like the PHP mailer. Worked straight away, but that was like seven twenty tonight. <laughs> so oh, I, just, right. I just haven't um, got to the stage of putting it all, uh, flicking the switch, making sure it's all right, and then flicking the switch. Maybe but, you could go live tonight while we're on on live. No, see if it crashes. <laughs> Do a live test. Too much of a headache. You'll I mean, like then it. We can all hit it at once and see what if you can handle the load. Oh, I'm, I'm DDoS protected. Don't worry. Uh, we'll work it out I'll tell you who's not DDoS protected that's Dick Smith because <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're gone um, you would have yeah as you know through the, throughout the last couple of months they've they've gone to uh, receivership and administration or whatever now they've shut they're, they're going to shut down over the next coming months 301 stores uh, yeah look, they're obviously asking for too much from what I read it's just they said they didn't they didn't get any, any acceptable offers that, that to me means they were asking for a quite a bit of money because it was quite a big investment that, mm. um, that so they when they recover there when they look for money these receivers do they look for money just to buy the stock and the the assets and to pay the staff and the bills or do they look for more to try and make a profit no, well generally oh, well, Stuart would probably know about this as well that they if someone's going to buy the business you don't, you wouldn't buy it in or just to shut it down right because you're going you're not going not going to fork out 10 million dollars or whatever it is and just go right uh, I'll just get all the stock and then pay out all the staff and that's it. That, no, the, the stock wouldn't be worth rubbish. We, we worth, we'd be worth nothing anyway. Mm, yeah. Um, they'd buy it to try and buy it to see if they can revive it. That's the only reason you'd put that sort of cash into it. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit of a shame because, you know, Dick Smith, a Aussie, bit of an Aussie icon, and not that he owned it for the last 20 years or so, but uh, he started it in 1968 or somewhere around there, I think. Sold it in 86 or something. Yeah, something like that, something like that. And, uh, yeah, 2,460 jobs are going to go. That'll be at JB Hi-Fi next week. (laughs) 301 stores uh, in Australia and 62 outlets in New Zealand. So, uh, yeah. In New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he went over across the Tasman. He did all that bit. All right. Um, Let's let's get Stuart up straight up for a story, eh? What what have you got? What what interested you this week, Stuart? Well, I've got something different and, and... and I hope that I don't turn this into Aussie toy head, but uh, Mattel is bringing out <laughs> Mattel is bringing out their own uh, 3D printer, and it just seems like everyone is bringing out a 3D printer at the moment. I, I saw only a couple of weeks ago, I think Aldi is bringing out a 3D printer yes. as well. Yeah. Uh, but Mattel is doing one. They're, they're basing it on an old toy from the 60s. Apparently, it wasn't anything that I could that, that I knew of called Thing Maker, and so they're mm. calling this the new Thing Maker 3D printer. Right, and uh, it's it's a it's a kind original. of a funky looking microwave looking sort of device. Mm. It's it's only two ninety nine, which is which which is pretty amazing for a three D printer, and it's something where you have 
an iPad app and you can you can design the various parts of of a toy and the different colors and textures that 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 you use for these parts. Yeah. And you send that to the printer and it goes away and prints it. Yeah, that's they're amazing, aren't they? Like yeah, they're totally amazing. Have you got one, Stuart? No, Sorry. no, I don't. I, it's look it it's it sounds they sound very cool, but uh, I just can't think of anything that I really want to use it for. That's the problem. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, like, what, I, what can I possibly make? I think as time goes by, I think there already are sites out there now, isn't there? And you're already pirating. Uh, you're able to pirate designs and all this sort of stuff. So I suppose... Well, this is it. That's it. So if you want to build something, um, for example, if you want to build another arcade game, Stuart, you might be able yeah. to... 3D print, print it. it on this occasion, <laughs> or print a no, probably print a joystick or something. Say he, yeah. in a fit of rage after losing at Galaga, he snaps it off. <laughs> yeah, it might take two weeks to print it though. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah that's right. Think... Well, the Mattel one probably would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, well, actually, that was saying because because I saw a, a YouTube video where they where they explain the whole thing and and they had this fairly sort of simple toy like an action figure, and when they pressed print, it said it, was, it would take ten hours to print this. This toy, you know, which oh, sounds too God. long for a kid to have to wait ten. Is it ready yet? <laughs> Call is me on Friday. Yet? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but look, I think Audi did have those three D three D printers a couple of weeks ago. Like, I yeah. saw it advertised. Yeah, I never saw one. I think it was only about three ninety nine or something. Um, but yeah, like we, I think we spoke about three D printers a few weeks ago, and I was amazed to see when we were talking about then that you could actually you could also make uh, things out of chocolate. You just fed the chocolate in, and it just yeah. I saw that. That was a uh, that was a Kickstarter, wasn't it? That one. It could have been, yeah. Could have yeah. been, yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I know. And made a little chocolate coffee cup. That's amazing. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, all right, Shano. Hello, hello. What are you up to? What did you What did you bring us this week? Uh, I've put in a few stories, um, and I think I'll probably start with the Apple thing. Because that continues to kind of roll on the Apple F and FBI fight. Oh yeah, what's going on? <laughs> oh, <now? God. laughs> Apple reported to argue code should be protected as free speech in FBI fight. Apple is currently developing a legal response to the government request it assists with unblocking the iPhone involved with the San Bernardino shooting. The response is going to um, rely on two arguments. The demand. Uh, the first argument is that the de- demand oversteps the powers granted to the government under the All Writs Act, and then the second argument, um, which is, you know, in my opinion, a little bit kind of you know, stretching the, the friendship or stretching the truth, that code is a form of freedom of speech, which is protected under the First is Amendment. Is this from Apple? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apple. Cool. Apple will try to argue that someone cannot be forced to write. Uh, write an article under the freedom of speech, which has apparently you know, already been kind of proven, and there's been um, uh, already court cases. Gee, I tell you what, that's a, that. he's skating on thin ice with that comparison there. Yeah, and then yeah, it goes on to sort of say that um, code is a form of writing, so therefore should be covered under the same sort of um, freedom of speech kind of argument. Mm. But yeah, a bit thin. Bit thin. Well. Yes. Put on your cookie monster. What else you got? Well, <laughs> well, in uh, in in staying with the that theme, uh, John McAfee stuck his head out of the 
sand out of his bunker, <laughs> out of the out of the bunker again. And uh, look, he's uh, he, he he's all gung ho. He said that his team is some of the best hackers on the planet who planet who have talents that defy normal human comprehension. Could use social engineering to crack the code in three weeks. He wants to <laughs> he wants to come out and crack the code for the FBI. He will, he will, and says, I will, free of charge, decrypt the information on the San Bandino phone with my team so that Apple doesn't have to place a backdoor on its product, he said. <laughs> Look, I, he's, a, he's a pretty crazy dude, this bloke. He's just off the planet. But I sort of tend to believe him. He's big one. Because, you know, he's... Only because Apple is just one big marketing public relations machine who can't be trusted these days. To tell the truth, well, he he might just be trying to get his own face on the on the telly. Oh, not only that, he's probably wants to do a deal with the FBI so they don't arrest him. <laughs> yeah, probably didn't he? Wasn't he running for president or something? No, he was running from the law. Yeah, but then he wanted to run for president. Yeah, he's just run to the asylum. I think. This but bloke. It, he's a bit crazy. But th- this next part here, listen to this. Yeah, I reckon he, he's all he's done it just to get his head on the telly. He and he says, "I would eat my shoe on the Neil Cavuto show." If we could not break the encryption on the phone, <laughs> he also. Well, I'd he, take him up. I'd call his bluff and say, "Right, let's wanna, go, mate." I want to see him eat that dirty shoe he wears. No, I want to see him crack the code so make Apple get egg on their face. Well, if he did crack the, that, that's probably a bad twist for Apple. That wouldn't be what Tim would want, would no, it? No, no. Cookie Monster wants all the publicity in the right direction. No, but I mean, like Tim Cook and Apple would want. To be, uh, they they want to be secure. If McAfee cracks the code, then the phone's not secure, and then there's just going to be a, you know, it's going to be a PR disaster. The phone's or, not secure, or it might get Apple to create a better product. Yeah, but he, he's going to do it through social engineering, not through any of Apple's back no. doors or whatever. I, I look, I believe him. He I said, how, believe him. "Yeah, I was, was going to say how." Uh, do we do we all kind of think that what Will was saying last week is the case where the FBI no, has already I, got what they want? No, I think Will might have. Will, good after good evening. Hope you're listening. Uh, I think Will <laughs> might have had his tin foil hat on last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, he, McAfee also criticised the FBI for not being able to crack the phone on its own, despite its resources. He said that the best hackers in the world don't don't work for the bureau bureau because. The FBI will not hire anyone with a 24-inch purple mohawk, 10-gauge ear piercings, and a tattooed face who demands to smoke weed while working and won't work for less than half a million dollars a year. There no, you that's go. true. All the black hats don't work for the FBI. Sure, would probably know that. No. All the black hats are all underground. Yeah, well, that's probably there's probably more money in it, isn't there? There is more money in it. You get hired by um, you know, shadow governments to crack things and steal things or... You know, mm. work on their own security to see if they can, if their security's uh, impenetrable. Yeah, but old McAfee, he's funny. As again, I think we've mentioned it before, but go on YouTube and have a look at some of his videos. Oh he's, yeah, he's off the planet. He's, he's definitely crazy. out of his mind. It's crazy. I saw that article, but I, I thought, believe him. Yeah, sorry, you know, Stuart. Yeah, you know, I thought really it'd be great to get um, McAfee together with Donald Trump, and if they could join up and do like a, like some sort of buddy uh, movie or something like that, would be unbelievable. <laughs> That would be you know, quite funny. Watch, um, 
like Talladega Nights or something like that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that would be good. You could just see them just going, I don't know, having a weekend in Las Vegas, couldn't you? Just see Dumb and Dumber. If you know the Dumb and Dumber. They both have their guns, swindling their guns around. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber 3, the president. <laughs> All right. Um, Eric, what, what have you thought about this week? Well, I don't know if I brought this up last week, but uh, Tesla have brought out a car for the kids who have everything. Right. <laughs> so what? What for kid kids? Yeah, yeah. Tesla Model S for kids. It's called. Google it. You'll see it. Yep. Tesla Model has joined forces with toy maker Radio Flyer, the same company behind the iconic little red wagon, to build a Tesla Model L S for kids. Right. But and it keeps going about the battery technology and whatnot. But uh, go and have a look at the photo on that website. Uh, did I put the link there? Is that the model? That's not Model S. It comes up with Model yeah, Model S. Model S for kids. That's not for kids. Yes, it is. Well, I'm looking at Model S. It's a ANCAP five-star safety rating autopilot with no, auto steer. Yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes. You just click on that. It's $700, and it goes at six miles an hour. It's got a boot. Yeah, yeah. You can plug your iPod or iPhone into it, oh, and it. off yeah. you go. Right. <laughs> here, oh, here so, we go. That's better. They got two Model S's. That's confusing, isn't it? Yeah, one for one's for kids and one's one's for the normal. Mm. So, is that a nice looking toy or what? That's pretty but, nice. But the problem is, is that you, is that you get beaten up for driving that. <laughs> yes. Not if you're in a neighbourhood where they've all got one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they, they don't look like a bad little car. Steering wheel sticking out the top there is nice. Yeah. Better yeah. than the. Better than the little go-kart I had when I was a kid. Oh, I know. When I was a kid, I had to build my own go-kart with ball bearings and bits of wood. <laughs> had to steer it with the rope. And <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, that's... When you come off, there's no helmet. Yeah. There's no knee pads. But that's all right for 700 Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, I wonder if it's got, it's got have a Tesla battery in it. Where's the solar panels? Tesla, ba- Tesla battery in the back. Yeah, where's the solar or in panels? The front. Sorry, it's in the front. The boot can fit two, a soccer ball and a football. Yeah, nice. Good. <laughs> it goes at, goes at 10 kilometres an hour. Yeah, right. Good stuff. Uh, yes, yeah, so would you buy one of them for your kids? Oh, you got girls. So they my probably... kids would be too old. Oh, no, my, my I showed my oldest. She's 17. Yeah. She said, oh, get me one of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> she, I said, you wouldn't fit in it, love. Look, I think you're the maximum. You'd probably only fit an eight-year-old in this. Yeah, right. Maximum. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it is a bit small. It is a bit small. It is a bit small, yeah. They should make one that's golf cart size. It's five hundred US, six ninety six Australian. Yeah, yeah, right. Wow, it's not too bad, really, for that. It looks looks pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I think the quality would be would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, look, Harvey Norman. They've been going around the news and Reddit again this week. A Reddit post showed that up until Friday, Harvey Norman was selling the Microsoft Sculpt Touch Mouse for sixty eight bucks. What? Yeah. Oh, 20 bucks at Office Works. 20 bucks at Office Works. That's right. So, obviously, uh, the Reddit guys, they were up in arms going, ah, oh, Harvey Norman, you know, blah, blah, Harvey blah. Norman, who buy, you got, you've got Harvey Norman in Brisbane, haven't you, Stuart? Yeah, but... There used uh, to be. No, no, one, no my, one goes there. My nearest one closed down ages ago, and I and I haven't been to one since, so, yeah. Well, now you know why. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had one just open up not too far. We've got about, I've got about, I can count three in about 30K. I can count how many I've got. One down in Gordon, one at Hornsby. Yeah, I can count two, three, three. Well, I know there's... about a 10-kilometre radius. I know there's one at Bundle, there's one at Burley, 
and there's one at South Tweed. So that's um, they are they are more expensive. Their compute their technologies anyway. They seem to be more expensive than for the same thing everywhere else. But they they run on a on a weird um, business model, Harvey Norman, because you think because they're all franchises, right? When when I heard that Harvey Norman was a franchise, I thought, oh okay, yeah. it's a franchise. But what I didn't realize is not it's not the stores are franchised. It's the departments, the departments within the stores that are franchised. Yeah, that's right. So the furniture guys are their own business, and they have nothing to do with the with the bedding guys next door, or the flooring guys, or the homewares guys, or the technology guys, or the kitchenware, or you know, yeah. uh, you know, white yeah. goods or anything like that. He's thinking, you know, you say so you couldn't. So just say you were short staffed in white goods, you couldn't just say, "Hi, oh, look, can you cover for me? I've just got to go out and get go oh, to the bathroom." Oh, yeah, right. Okay, no, I can't because different. You don't pay me, so yeah. I'm going to sit here. Do nothing and let your department um, yeah. be empty. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah, I know that's pretty strange. Although, and it's probably this is probably the same across the board for a lot of these places. But you know, they used to have these sales. You know, it's um, cost plus a dollar or something like this. And then I, I sort of, you know, I found out or whatever that it's cost. It, like Jerry still makes his money, and then it's cost like to the floor. Plus, yeah. plus a dollar yeah, the, or whatever. It's the yeah, whatever it costs it to get it on the floor. Yeah, so probably so Jerry's got his money because they buy from him. That's maybe. right. Yeah, and, and maybe it's, it's the poor, it's the poor franchise owner that's getting yeah. ripped. And maybe like cost plus a dollar, obviously you're not going to make any money. So Jerry might subsidise a bit, push back. Yeah, he but might. He might just lower those, advertising. Yeah, commission or something for the month. But anyway, yeah. So twenty bucks at Officeworks this mouth, this mouse rival <laughs> uh, JP Hi-Fi sold it for forty nine. Now, 17 hours after uh, Reddit was a lit, uh, there was a post which, which received about a thousand upvotes. Harvey Norman changes price to $48, which is $1 less than JBI Fi. Now, Microsoft advertises the product as a recommended retail price of $59.95. Now, the spokesman, this is, this is crazy as well, I reckon. The spokesman uh, for Harvey Norman added that he had not, they had not received the price dropped memo. Rubbish. <laughs> of course, it's like it's. They've already bought the stock at a certain price. They don't get told what to sell it for. Like, do that. They, they ain't. No, they would. Stop petrol. No, they would. It'd be an internal decision by whoever in that particular store, the guy that's running that uh, that uh, tech thing. I wonder though. This question: if if it's Harvey, is it Harvey Norman across the board that's selling it at that price? So everywhere in the country, if that's the case, then it's that's a directive from head office to sell it at that price. Yeah, I can if get all different prices. It means the franchise owners are setting their own prices. Well, this the, as this story was written, uh, it said the spokesman, which you would assume the spokesman from Harvey Norman, yeah. so Harvey Norman as a whole, as a group, the spokesman added that Harvey Norman had not received the price drop. I don't know. Nah. But as soon as we were made aware, we immediately contacted the supplier and got the updated info. Well, that's, that's just... That's just jargon speak rubbish. They, yeah. they would have bought those for if if Office Works are selling with twenty dollars, uh, and they're still making a hundred percent. Harvey Norman's bought them for the same price of ten dollars. Well, I read somewhere that the Office Works they might have been a loss leader for Office Works. I reckon. Well, you go okay, to you, let's say let's say they bought it for twenty. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. So I I, I googled my old mates down at uh, Umart. You'd have Umart up there, Stuart, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, Milton or somewhere? Head office somewhere? this week. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yep. <laughs> now, U-Mart, you can go letter U-Mart 
www.mouseaustralia.com.au. I think they'll post, probably as post, a mouse Australia wide. Now, you get on the internet and you order one, and it's uh, $32. Now, I've, from what I've found, that's 32 and their prices are pretty close to probably where the cheapest you'll get it. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the retail price $42, which me to me means that the cost is about 20 and so you're right, JB uh, Officeworks are probably it's probably a lost leader, twenty dollars. They're selling it at cost, mm. so selling it at forty two dollars makes sense. Yeah. But uh, Harvey Norms decided to add another fifty percent on top of that. I love it. Someone someone's got to pay that washing machine guy that they stole for five hours last week. That's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, Shane. Any comments on that? You have you uh, over there in Perth? Yeah, we um our weekend kind of training. Uh, rules are a bit weird when it comes to the rest of the country and the rest of the world and the rest of the galaxy, really. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're better than what they were a couple of years ago. But the fact that um, the departments are actually treated as different franchises, we had a, a... I don't know if it's still the case, but we had a rule a few years ago that only um, only companies with less than 15 staff or something were allowed to trade on a Sunday. So right. big, kind of um, you know, big departments and all that kind of stuff couldn't do that. And Harvey and Norman were able to get around the the issue because of oh, how the they structured the fact that each department is its own. They franchise. argued that each each individual department was an actually an, an individual business. But, yeah, yeah, and it had less than the fifteen staff or whatever the cutoff was, so they could trade on the Sunday, mm. but all their competitors couldn't because they were the oh one God, biggest store. That would have been jumping up and arm. Mm. Yeah, that, so people like Retrovision couldn't trade on Sundays. And so, what's the story now? Uh, I think it's better. I think it's kind of anyone can do whatever they want. Um, but it's still restricted hours in that it's not like a, you know, I think you guys have it from like nine until nine kind of thing every day of the week. Um, we're not like that. We've still got restricted hours, especially on the, the weekends. Um, but I That's believe really it's bizarre kind of that they moving. restrict the hours of opening. If someone wants to pay open as long as they want, they're the ones paying the electricity bill and the staff. It's their risk that they're taking. Why would you stop them? I don't understand that. Because our, um, our small business kind of groups over here have probably got a, oh, bit, of a bit. They're right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so they're jumping up and down saying it's unfair and you know we can't survive and we're going broke and oh. going broke because you're hopeless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Shane, you better tell us about uh, Facebook. I think. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Uh, Facebook rolls out reactions for when like isn't enough. Facebook has finally launched its new reactions feature across the globe, including Australia. Facebook will now let you react in a post with a love, haha, wow, sad or angry emoticon. And uh, a move, it says, is designed to satisfy uh, situations where a mere like may not be appropriate, which got David Koch in trouble this morning. Uh, Well, what did he do? What happened to him? Uh, I'll finish this point off and then I'll circle back to it. The expanded reactions feature had been tested in several markets, including Spain and Ireland last October and is now rolling out globally. They were talking about it this morning on um, Sunrise. Yeah. And they had, it was like just one of those minute kind of stories where they have like the panel of people that had Kylie Gillies. um, All the knowledgeable tech experts. Yep. I know the one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and two others. And completely innocently, David Koch sort of said, oh, you know, you wouldn't want to say, if someone posted something about going to a funeral, you wouldn't want to say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, like that comment because, you know, funerals aren't kind of 
something that yeah. you would kind of necessarily you like. Like. And Kylie Gillies kind of just didn't say anything for a few seconds. Yeah. And David sort of you know, made some sort of comment about how she was, you know, either not with it or, or something along those lines. And then Kylie said, no, I actually just went to a funeral the other day. And yeah. she kind of got a, a bit upset over it. Like I said, completely innocent. David you know, could have picked oh, any. That's all right. I don't understand. What's she getting sensitive because he used a funeral as an example? And obviously, yeah, it, it reminded her of, I mean, it could have been oh, a family yeah, member right. or something. She better not go listen yeah, to Rodney Rude. professional. You're on TV. Get a grip of yourself. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't look. You can't. You can't. You know. Yeah, okay. You can get a little bit emotional over something what someone says, but because if you've got a personal attachment to that in the in the near I don't but know, history, but, but yeah, I, I, he can't be getting in trouble for that sort of rubbish. Oh, that's but a, you still. No. There's still the one thing that Facebook is missing is they've got to put a thumbs down or a dislike button. Well, this, what's this other stuff? Wow, it's all politically correct. Don't put anything up there. It's going to be too upsetting. You know, anger, okay, borderline, wow. You know, Give me a dislike button. If someone posts something that's idiotic, I want to push the thumbs down. Mm. Simple, simple <laughs> as. Like they do on YouTube. You don't like it, bang. I've been pushing the love heart for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the one. The XOXO. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, okay, uh, Eric, what are you, What have you got something else? Oh, let me see. What, are you, what have you been doing? You've been doing a lot of pasting. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's about it. That's about the size of it. I'm just oh. trying to find my page. There's so many. There's so many. Uh... Well, you find that, and I'll go and I'll go and talk about something else. I'm going to go Maybe. and talk. I'll kick you off with the. Uh, I'm going to kick off with the Apple because a couple of weeks ago, remember the little the problem with the button. You go and get it repaired from a third party. Error fifty three. Error 53, that's the one. And then the phone would brick and no one would want to help you out. Apple would said, no, nope, you've taken it. It's been unauthorised, opened. It's done this, done that. You've got an unauthorised button in it. Uh, the yeah, you, it. the yep. phone's bricked. Repair. Yep. You're gone. You're gone. Buy another one. So anyway, uh, they've sort of come out with a bit of a change of heart. Maybe you could call it a change of heart or maybe if you believe the story, this is uh, it was a mistake from the start. Uh, Apple has... No. Apple said that the error 53 was intended as a factory security test and should not have been seen by humanity. That's rubbish. Because they're basically admitting that their processes and their procedures have got terrible quality control and that slipped through the cracks. Maybe. <laughs> That's the, rubbish. <laughs> Apple said the test was... Every time they, this is the problem with Apple under Cookie Monster. They tell one lie to cover up the last one. So they're constantly <laughs> lying. Apple, <laughs> Apple said the, the test was des designed to check whether Touch ID worked properly before the device leaves the factory. What, do they go around pushing each one? How does that work? We apologise for any con inconvenience. This was designed to be a factory test and was not in attended to, uh, intended to affect customers. Now, they also said that Apple said affected users who update their phone via iTunes should should now be able to restore their devices. However, the fingerprint scanner will not work if you've got a third-party one in. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Yeah, Touch ID, which stores fingerprints on the secure Enclave coprocessor on iPhones, won't be restored by the update, as it would be a security risk. Now, also, uh, the, the other good thing is it means that if you've had your phone repaired at an unauthorised shop, you need to contact Apple to get the home button replaced. Otherwise, as I said, it won't function. Customers who have paid for out-of-warranty replacements of devices because of the Era 53 should contact Apple Care for reimbursement, the company had said. Apple said. So that's all right. 
Um, I, I heard so a, are they going to fix it or not? Yeah, yeah it's fixed right. in the update, the latest iOS update. All right. Well, like, I think they're just full of it. You plug it in your thing. You, you, all that'll happen is your scanner won't work, but everything else will. But I heard a disturbing story <laughs> the other day. Someone rang me up and said, "Do I fix Max?" I went, "No." They just wanted RAM put in. I said, "No, nah, I'm, I'm not doing Starting that." Starting in what? They wanted RAM. They wanted some RAM put into their Mac. Right. And I said, "No, I don't want to do that." And what was their question? They wanted. To, did they ring Apple? Yeah, I said, "Have you tried Apple?" And they said, "No, they won't touch it because it's out of warranty." I mean, that's I, rubbish. I said, "That's a bit harsh." That's rubbish. They that's will touch it if you. I've been there before and I say, "Mate, I want RAM put in this," mm. and they say, "Do you sell it?" Say, "What's the price?" Right, happy with the price, and they charge you a service fee for doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I thought, I don't know if that was right or not. Maybe they had... Maybe, oh, mate, maybe you just got um, the wrong genius. Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Do it yourself anyway. You just go to maxsales.com. Mm. And simple. What, what have you got, Stuart? Uh, iPhone 6S? 6? 6, 6S Plus. Oh, oh yeah, the, big, the one. big one. Right. Big one. Yeah, Your which is, eyesight it's... also failing like mine. <laughs> exactly. It's It's... It's got its pluses and minuses, doesn't it? You know, having the big phone, it's uh, yeah. it's, it's it's great having the big screen, but it's a bit hard to put in the pocket. Yeah, a little bit. Little yeah. Bit. yeah. Did, did you come from a a six, or did you miss the yeah. six? No, I, I came from a six uh, a six plus to the right. six S plus. Yeah, but yeah. um, I found actually that it's it's now so fast to unlock the phone with the thing uh, with the fingerprint. It's actually too fast because if you just want to see what the Notifications on the on the lock screen are it yeah. It, yeah. it actually unlocks too quickly and you can't read it. <laughs> yeah, it reads it read your thumb that quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Press no, it with your pinky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, uh, or with your nose. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah, you got some iPhone seven rumors, Eric. Apparently, I have. But what's the ca- next generation iPhone is expected to be released towards the end of the year. I thought it was going to be released in September, like it always is, but apparently not. Apple fans are eagerly awaiting, oh, not, well, you know, Apple fanboys are eagerly awaiting the arrival of the iPhone 7. And speculation is rife as to the new features the device will provide. Among the rumoured features is the completely waterproof handset. I think that might be a bit of a me too, because didn't Samsung just come out with a waterproof handset this week? Oh, did yeah. they? Oh. Yeah. So it might be a bit of a me too. Maybe that's why they're delaying it to the end of the year. Because mm. they, they, they've come out and gone, oh, we can't release it in September now. We've got to make ours waterproof as well. Damn it. Yeah. That adds three months. <laughs> yeah, well, yep. So Wireless it... charging. Well, okay, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, dual camera and improved battery life. Dual now, camera? Dual, well, I thought they had a dual camera the, now. Yeah. Front and back. Is that what they mean? Or two at the back? Two at the back. I don't, I don't know. What's that for? What's the, what's, the, what's the dual camera at the back for? What would you need that for? 3D, maybe? Oh, yeah, possibly. Hmm? Maybe. Possibly. Right. Now the um, the rumor about not having an an, an um, what you call it headphone jack is uh, unlikely according to this story. Oh, what the rumor is unlikely to be true. Yeah, the rumor that it won't have a headphone jack is uh, is likely to be untrue. So it will have a headphone jack. So they'll still have a headphone mm. jack, basically. Yeah. Uh, cool. s- expected to be slimmer with an edge to edge screen, which I thought they've already got pretty much. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're using it to take up the, the top half a bit more. Yeah, okay. Um, what else have they got? I think they should improve their software. The look. I'm getting sick of the look. What do you think? Boys, comments? Uh, 
doesn't really bother me too yeah, much. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me too much, but I've, but I've found that the last the last few generations haven't really changed a lot in the iPhone, have they? There's, no. There's, I think as, as the years have, have uh, gone on, it's not really such a big deal anymore when the new iPhone comes out. No, mm. it's not. It's, it's the little, there's less uh, less buzz, I suppose. This look, the, the screens are nicer. The you know the Retina screens are nicer, obviously than the the um, the original iPhone, which was um, if you put the two together, you know it. <laughs> Yeah, ridiculous! It's massive difference. Look, I'd probably, um, but at the time it was good. I'd probably like to see if anything. If I had to think of something, like maybe animated icons. You know what I would like something to see different. It? I'd like to see a microphone jack, an audio out and an audio in. That's what I'd like to see. <laughs> yeah, because you can only we well, can put audio in, but they, you can only use it one at a time. Obviously, can't you? Yeah, you want, I want two next I to got, each other. Where are so they? So I can put a mic in and a, and, and, and a headphone jack at the same time. I got a lapel mic for the iPhone the other day. Does it work? Is it Bluetooth? No, no, you stick it up the headphone jack. And really? It, yes. Uh, apparently it works. That's from, uh, what's that? Uh, Where is it from? Rode. R, is it R-H-O-D-E or something? That's a pretty good right. one, but I haven't tested like, it out. I, just, I think I'd like to, so that way you've, you've got full control over the in and, in and out. Yeah, audio I think in, audio out. I think, I think you need to. Mm, I think you need to as well. Uh, look, I'll uh, look. getting back to video games, because I, I do want to get this story in and don't leave it on the scrap heap. But yeah, so uh, Mortal Kombat. Stuart, you got Mortal Kombat? Yes, Probably yes, that's on the arcade cabinet. Yep. <laughs> All right, way to go. Now this this particular story revolves around Mortal Kombat, and I'll tell you why. I'll just get a picture up for the videos. Now, through a series of button inputs, a player has found previously undiscovered menus that lay dormant in the arcade version of Mortal Kombat One, Two, and Three. That might be it starting up. <laughs> she was she was rushed over, turned it on, put the coin in. Wants to, <laughs> wants to see it going on. Now the newly discovered menu uh, were personally programmed by MK for the Mortal Kombat creator Ed J Boone, and display as EJB menu after the initials. So. It's all going on. Now, the Mortal Kombat 1 and Mortal Kombat 2 menus allow you to watch various character endings, input initials directly into the leaderboard, run a debug and diagnostic test on the game cabinet, oh, yeah, and do something called coin bookkeeping. There's also a hello option, which your your machine speculates is simply a list of people Ed Boone wanted to give a shout-out to. <laughs> That's fair enough, I suppose. So, fittingly enough, the blah, 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 blah. So, how's that go? That's all right. I've never liked Mortal Kombat, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. Have you played that one, Stuart? Yeah, it was, um, of course, back in the day, it was very controversial with all the uh, fatalities that they had. It was it was pretty graphic violence for that for that time. Well, I you must could, be thinking could, of something else. You could, rip up, you, could, you could rip out people's spinal cords and things like oh, that. That's it was good. all... Blood everywhere. That's yeah, yeah, nice. harmful harmless fun. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. And apparently it had some sort of... Uh, well, I'll find the part in the story here. Where does it say? Uh, menus considerably... And includes an option to immediately unlock hidden characters. It also allows you to watch every fatality... That's a good, yep. there you go, ripping a yep, spinal cord out. <laughs> yep. A uh, demonstration normally reserved for players who have beaten the game on master difficulty. Well, there you go. The little bonus. I wonder what happens at the end of the games. There's also something called Panacho Miller Game, which fires up an impossibly difficult Galaga clone. How good is that? 
right way to go that's what you'll be doing after the show Stuart. you'll be putting wasting all your 20s looking at <laughs> looking for the menu <laughs> oh, they, they, they didn't say what the button pushes were i suppose someone's going to put that out on their blog and make a billion dollars billion hits <laughs> yeah um all right what's uh who wants to have a go what what are you up to uh Stuart? you have another go yeah well um seeing as, as we're talking about games and so on we all know the the well-known board game Monopoly, which which we, it's, it's it's probably the board game that, that we all love to hate, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, Can go for a week if you let it. <laughs> exactly. Well, have you? Did you see that tweet that came out a few uh, about about two years ago? And this tweet went viral, and it was saying that we've all been playing Monopoly wrong all these years. No. So it really shouldn't go on as long as what we're all playing for, because everyone's been playing the wrong rules all this time. No. I don't think that's... that's true. I, how, yeah. long, how long did they say we should be playing it for? Well, the whole thing was, was that, you know, if someone lands on a property and they don't want to buy it for some reason... Yeah, someone else can buy it. Well, yeah, well, it goes... The, the bank auctions it that's, off. Yes. And it, it goes to anyone. And yes. It, well, it goes yeah, to... Yeah, we, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's and, how we uh, play it on the Xbox. On the Xbox, yeah. Well, well yeah. apparently in this, in this story, that's... That, that was the thing that they were saying that everyone was sort of doing wrong. And, right. and, certainly, and certainly other people I've spoken to hadn't even heard of that rule before. So Yeah, right. It's, yeah, because uh, I... It was, I, it was news at the time. Because I, I know... It took three days. <laughs> it's still... Look, <laughs> I, I, I played it not too long ago and it took hours and they everyone gave oh, it up. It takes a long time. But if, I think... If you, you know, if you do under the rules we understand them as... Yeah, well, I think you, you see, once you, a player starts going out, then he's allowed to negotiate in any particular real way really and then you start negotiating he's got a mortgage his house his his, his hotel his houses and his property back uh, or sell the houses and mortgage the property back to the bank and like it can just go on <laughs> it just goes you on yeah <laughs> yeah you need, to hire, you need to hire your own lawyer oh i know yeah and then have, have a pair of boxing gloves in the cupboard yeah, yeah. Your own <laughs> now, uh, what what's the story? What's the interest in Monopoly, Stuart? Yeah, well, I've had a million versions. Of course, I've had you know like the 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 Star Wars edition, the Doctor Who edition, and the and there was even an ACDC edition apparently of <laughs> nice. Monopoly. But this one is completely <laughs> different. This is a new one called the Ultimate Banking Edition, where they do away with the with the with the money. So there's no paper money anymore. Right. So what they have instead is all the players have like a like a debit card. And oh, no, you've this, and you've got this little electronic device that 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 is like the ATM essentially. Yeah. So, so when you go and buy a property, you go and scan the property on this device, and then scan your debit card. And if you've got enough money, then you buy it. That's wild. That's great. And, uh, which which is probably the biggest change that they've had in Monopoly, I think, for for years. So I wonder if that's going to push the price of it up, though. It probably oh, would. I'd say so. But that that's unreal. That's no, awesome. It's, uh, I will, I think the story was from America, but they were saying it'll hit the store shelves later this summer for twenty-five dollars. What? So that's yeah, that's what it says in the in the article. So it's well, twenty-five bucks per player. US. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah there's there's a that's real there's a, say, yeah. there's a there's a the banker edition. That's a banker <laughs> with a B, right? Not a. <laughs> <laughs> it's ultimate banking edition. Right. They, yeah, they they didn't tell you that in the fine print. There's there's a little um. There's a little exchange fee on the every transaction. Yeah, that's Wi-Fi's <laughs> Wi-Fi's back to him <laughs> through PayPal, of course. Oh, look, so Eric! Eric's excited. Too. He's got one. He's, he's ordering one. He's putting What's one. Our, 
They'll bring in a version where you can use Bitcoin next. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say, Shane. <laughs> the Bitcoin version. Yeah, that'll be all right. Oh, look, I like Monopoly. It's one of the better games that I've been playing. I don't that. mind Monopoly, especially if it's... We do it on the big screen with Xbox with the controllers. Everyone gets a controller. Yeah, right. And you can just buy things, click, 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 pay for that, you know, buy this, auction that, or bid for that. Mm. So it's pretty quick. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. I got the Doctor Who edition. That was good. <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, Shane, what do you think of Monopoly? Have you played Monopoly over there? Do you get Monopoly in Perth? Uh, yeah, yeah, it came in just after electricity was invented for us. You know, oh. about 1898 by Tesla. <laughs> well, a couple of years before the iPhone. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. We're a bit right. late to the to the game, but you know, eventually, it, yeah, around two thousand, you get there eventually. Good on you. <laughs> Good on you. Uh, yeah. What are, you got a new toy? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want me to do that? Yeah. It's not an official story, but basically, I went and bought myself in preparation for the NBN. A and again, I'm probably a bit late to the game. Are you getting but, the NBN? Is this for real? Are you? You're, you're definitely getting it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I've got the box out on the side of the house, and oh, it's already in the side of the house. Yeah. So you're just waiting for the guy to ruin your Jiprock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for them to make the area active, which is apparently happening anywhere between the 2nd of March and the 18th of March, depending on who you talk oh, to. Did okay. you, there was a face. Well, what suburb are you in? There's a, in uh, it's a suburb of Mandra called Dudley Park. Who? Dudley Park. Dudley Park, okay. There was a Facebook post of someone who got the NBN installed and they, they, on, they put it, like Will, botch job on the side of the house, but they put the box, the NBN box, on the side of the house, but right near her water tap, she couldn't turn the tap off or on. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, so what did you buy, Shane? Yeah, it's just a one gigabit switch, but um, I went down to, uh, I think I ended up going to Austin Computers. I don't know if that's a national company or not. How many computers are you going to stick into that thing? 24. Yes, well, I went down there with the intent of just getting an eight-port um, switch. No. I didn't have any in stock. They upsold and, you to 24. And, well, this one's actually cheap up. This one was only 145 and it's 24 port and it does VLANing. And the other equivalent one, um, or nearly equivalent, was only an 8 port. Yeah. And no, it was only a 16 port and it was 169 or something. <laughs> and that was a Netgear. So this one's a TP. Oh, yeah, don't touch Netgear. That's rubbish. Well, the, the TP link, that one was cheap because it's got the Chinese spies in it. Yeah, that's, that's the one. It's got the, um, they're all hiding in there with their little suits on. The only, that's the only thing that's concerned me about this is the firmware in it is 2013, and according to the TP-Link webpage, that's the only version of the firmware that ever came out. Right, okay, right. So, oh, so well, I look, I guarantee it'll still work a treat. Why yeah. did you buy this in preparation for the NBN? Are you going to buy 23 computers? <laughs> or something. No, well, the ports were just a, a byproduct. Like I said, I was only, I was quite happy to get an eight port one, but I thought, right, well, yeah, the next sort of ten bucks or something, I might as well get twenty four. But I, what I really wanted was the VLANing capability, mm. so I could then separate properly separate, you know, mine stuff with the rest of the tribe stuff, especially given the current domestic situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, you know, I also have a guest network. And then I want to get some surveillance cameras as well, especially because of the current domestic situation. Oh, jeez. Um, and I wanted to separate well, those as well. Yeah, well, I mean, you some know baseball bats. <laughs> get some baseball <laughs> bats while you're there. But just thinking about 
put, attaching all that technology just makes me tired. I don't want to go to bed now. Yeah. It's completely <laughs> exhausting thinking about all of that. Yeah, oh, look, I've got a little 8 port. That's Netgear. I've got a Netgear 8 port. That's all right. It runs really good. It's in that nice heavy aluminium, Eric. It's a real nice... Yeah, thing. I like that. Yeah, there's... Well, the, you, look, right. you can't get any geeker than me when I got the whole every bedroom and every room in the house wired. Yeah, Cat 6. Ethernet ports in every... In every port in every wall in the in the house yeah you love it though so that's pretty geeky that's as geeky as i'll get yeah yeah <laughs> now oh good news for everyone who uses skype there's <laughs> you know it doesn't work at the best of times so they're going to expand it so they're going to make it work even better so they're going to they're going to uh turn the switch for skype group videos now, Skype has, has announced that the rollout of group video calling on the iPhone, iPad, and Android phones start today in Western Europe and North America. It'll eventually get out to here, so don't stress. It's uh, it's up to 25 people can participate in the call. So that's going to put a few uh, few strains on the, the old Microsoft servers, apparently. Yeah, that's why it won't work. Microsoft will, in fact be working with Intel to enable the company's Silk Audio Codec to work with Azure cloud servers powered by Intel processors. So Skype is also updating its chat invite feature, which lets users add people to group chats, even if they aren't on the user's contact list. Uh, and they, you can also apparently get into a chat if you're just using the Skype for the web. So it's been pretty stable tonight, this, this week, the Skype. It's been good. Oh, you just jinxed it. Probably. <laughs> Lucky we nearly finished. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Stuart, what, what, did you have another story? Yeah, Let's just um, I saw about the, the HTC Vive, which is, which is the VR headset uh, from HTC and, and Valve. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a combined project for them. That's going to come out in early April uh, at a cost of $800 US. So Ooh. it's pretty, pretty expensive. Mm. Um, it does come with... with uh, with, with various controllers and, and extra camera units and things like that. So, so there is a fair bit of tech with it as well. But it just goes to show how expensive this is. Yeah. This will, you know, uh, this will be because, because, because you don't just need that. Then you need to have a fairly decent gaming PC, basically, that's powerful. Yeah, to run it. yeah. So if you haven't got a fast processor PC, it's pointless getting that headset. Exactly. And, and it's not just the processor, but, but you need a fairly expensive graphics card as well. Yeah, so the graphics uh, card. Yeah, Lots the, of RAM, everything. The whole thing. Water, so, water um, cooled, possibly. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I did have the the original Oculus Rift when it when it came out. Right. Uh, which I just got just to have a just have a, a just have a, a have a play around with and see all the various demos and things like that. And uh, it, it was it was very impressive. You really had that sort of you know that uh, immersion feeling. Hmm. Was uh, was was very well done, but. I hope that they've sorted out the motion sickness part of it because I could get motion sickness within five minutes of of, of a certain demo and I would feel sick for the next two hours. Oh, <laughs> it was just, yeah, don't like that yeah. feeling. No, no, it's, it wasn't oh. pleasant. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a very complicated thing really because it's not just about having a, a, a high enough resolution or frame rate. The whole thing about you need to be in this in this sort of world and still feel like things are real though. So if you mm. look down, you should see your own sort of virtual body in the game yeah. that you're playing. Because if yeah. you don't see it, that 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 is a weird sensation for your brain. If you don't see yes. yourself, yeah, yeah. You feel like you've got vertigo. Yeah, and it's it's all those all those little things you don't really think about until you start to try and program these these games. That 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 there's a lot behind it. 
Mm. Oh, they would be. And you saw like a woman's figure. That'd freak you out. (laughs) 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 Or or a a monkey or something. (laughs) Davros. Or something. <laughs> That'd be cool. You could do that then. You get the you you could beat Davros. You could look down and see the chair and everything like that. That'd be yeah, cool. Really well, you see, it's it's actually better if you're playing a game where you're seated. So if you're playing a game where where you're in a tank, for instance, well, that's perfect because you'd be seated in your own chair anyway at home. Hmm. And so there's a direct translation to you know to the game that you're playing, and it all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, cool. So what about start. what about the uh, Microsoft? Uh, one you're interested in looking at that when it becomes available the what is it the the uh, hollow lens yeah that looks that looks really interesting doesn't it it's um, yeah it looks it's awesome. pretty amazing it'll be it'll be good to see if, if they actually pull it off yes yeah it's, I reckon they will give them time yeah look it'll probably be it's hard it sounds it's that it's, it's that good of a concept it sounds like it's going to be near impossible but like to build things in front of you yeah, I, I suppose I suppose they can. They're doing some good stuff. Now, look, the last story for this week, uh, we can have a chat about it because I think both of you have got this story. Uh, it's about the Wi-Fi in Qantas. Yeah, look, I'll go first, and then yep. Stuart can go next because he's got a a <laughs> um, uh, like a good lead into this particular story, which I tend to agree with actually. Um, but I'll read the publicity blurb by Qantas. And then Stuart can read the uh, reality blurb from someone who knows what they're talking about. Uh, Qantas passengers will soon be able to access free in-flight Wi-Fi delivering internet that is as fast as broadband connections on the ground. (laughs) The airline announced on Tuesday it would introduce a new service on the Boeing 737 this year in a trial that will see the airplane fitted with modems and antenna that can tap into the national broadband network satellites. Okay, that's probably true. Uh, bringing high-speed Wi-Fi to the domestic aviation market has been an ambition of ours for about a thousand years. Yep, took you. It's only 2016. Uh, How, how's, how's Joyce going, Eric? You, you changed your opinion. Not a fan of Joycey. Yeah, still not. He, he's done some good, but still no good. Uh, we'll see. As an accountant, I get very sceptical with numbers, and the reason they've made two profits, two released two profits in the last six months or 12 months, whatever it is, is not because he's doing a good job. It's because he's pretty much raped the business and sacked everybody. Mm. And plus, fuel prices have gone down yeah. a lot but by he did, he did. 60%, 60 to 7%. So he's not making money because he's running a better company. He's making money because his variable costs have gone down. Mm. As soon as they go up again, and if he doesn't change the, the uh, what you call it, the, the, the structural faults within Qantas, he will lose money again. I think he did flag. He did come out and flag that the, the the lower fuel prices helped him, though. Oh yeah. So you won't give the, the fuel prices the whole credit. Mm, <laughs> probably um, not. That was well, him. Why would he? Because then he can't give himself a five million dollar pay rise. It was his, his little leprechaun ways? That did yeah, I know. <laughs> Lucky little leprechaun. <laughs> but anyway, it goes on to say here they reckon I'll get twenty five megabits on this. Uh, connection right. in the plane. Uh, it's going to be free for a period, then it'll probably slug you, I'm assuming. I don't know how much yet, if they'll slug you at all. Mm. And that leads into Stuart's story, which basically someone says that <laughs> what they're saying is uh, not possible. Well, that's right, yeah. Well, they're saying experts are saying that uh, Qantas will struggle to deliver on the high-speed Wi-Fi promise. Mm. That's how they I, I believe them. Yeah, well, they... Well, they 
They're saying that, that uh, Qantas is aiming to is aiming for speeds of twelve to twenty megabits per second per, per passenger. Yeah, mm. which is which which sounds very optimistic to me, and uh, and it's it's. It's not only that. It sounds like if they're if they're flying over rural areas where they're tapping into satellites, that they're actually taking away bandwidth from the people out there who actually need it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then you know, because yeah, everyone on the plane's going to be streaming Netflix. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, if 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 I have if I have t- if I have trouble streaming Netflix uh, at home from uh, from cable in the you know in in uh, prime time evening, how can they possibly get it working in a plane? Mm. Uh, well, unless unless they they're going to tap into a dedicated satellite that's that that uh, where, where, you know, a portion of it has been allocated just to them, or airlines generally, that might work that aspect of it. But twenty five megabits, or let's say ten for argument's sake per passenger. Now some of these A three eighties have got four hundred people on board. Yeah. Right. Ten megabits down. And if they're just checking emails and whatnot and blah, 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 you won't notice the degradation in speed. But if they all start to open their iPads and start saying, what's, what's on Netflix? Um, then you'll notice the speed degradation. I don't know whether they can put something on their plane that, um, that sort of bridges connections that gives them a faster throughput. I don't know. I'm not that technically oriented in that regard. Or they're just going to start hiring um, more satellite space like the mobile phone towers. You know, maybe. when they get full, you've got to build another one or mm. increase the capacity of the existing one. So maybe that's they might have to start doing that a lot sooner than they realise or build a redundant one or, or um, immediately to have a, fall, a failover situation. Maybe just a really long coax out the back. Or a, <laughs> a, a, can, tin, a tin cannon or some string. Yeah, but let me... I want to pick up something on what Stuart said. Uh so you're on cable, hundred down, two and a half up, and what yes. you can't get Netflix through the night through weeknights. Sometimes that's the case, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 a bit variable sometimes, which is uh, you know which I find amazing. Yeah, so but I, that's I, because I just, that's because everyone on your streets on cable. Yeah, that's mm. right, and they're all on, and, and they're also all on Netflix too at the same time. Yeah, that's right, and if they're all on Telstra, see the beauty about my street is that. Um, They've, it's a mixture of Optus Cable and Telstra. Mm, mm. So my speeds are always quite consistent. Yeah, we can see, like, just as we started talking about it, your, your Skype video froze a little bit and came back. You, you're all good now, but it's just... Um, yeah, so there must be uh, people on the Netflix tonight. Well, there probably would be late-night shopping, and, uh, yeah, there you go. That's what happens. You keep yeah. turning blue. Yeah, it's, it's weird, but, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the only problem with cable because it's a shared bandwidth. Whereas the NBN, if you get it in eventually, is um, like ADSL, I suppose. It's not, you're not really sharing. You're only sharing what's in the node rather than what's in the whole street. So does that mean when us cable customers get this hybrid, this HFC business, that it's still going to be a shared situation? Yeah, it will. But are you going to care if they're saying, oh, we're going to up you to one gigabit? No, not if they do that. That it's shared? No, as long as they do it. I know the old biddy next door, Joy. Mm. She she's probably still on typewriter, so she doesn't care. Right? No, so I'm all right with that. Yeah, and the house on the other side, well, that's just been knocked down because they're building two homes on it on the place. Mm. So I got no neighbours that use internet. You want to go so and pour I'm some? Sweet. You want to go pour some diesel into the 
the the their pit, the internet pit. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that across the road. <laughs> yeah, and poor old Joy next door. She keeps coming over and says, "Eric, Eric, what do you think about the Netflix?" Eric, I think can I'm, I borrow a cup I'm, of bandwidth? Yeah, she goes, I'm, <laughs> I might get on Netflix. What do you think? And uh, <laughs> no, don't do that. Just, no, just, that's uh, just go to Adult Channel on, on uh, <laughs> Foxtel Love. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, that's another thing coming through the cable. The yeah, Foxtel. Foxtel. Oh, everyone's on Foxtel here. Mm. Bloody hell. Everyone. All right. Well, I think that might be all of our stories. I oh, had a nice little picture. Who had that picture? Black and white picture of people. What, a, what? Did you quickly want me to do my Nokia one or did you want to leave All right. That? No, you can do that. Let's go. Nokia. All right, Nokia, we're in no rush to get our brand back on phones. Nokia Thank could God. be returning. <laughs> no, Nokia could be returning to the phone market after selling its mobile division to Microsoft in 2013 for 7.2 billion dollars. There is a clause in the sales contract that could allow it to use the Nokia brand on handsets again starting from this year. Last summer, Nokia told a German magazine it intends to find a licensing partner design and build phones this year. Well, well that's go. strange because Microsoft just paid 10 billion Australian dollars for that company and only for it to be three or four years later for Nokia to start building phones again. So what did they pay for? Mm. Oh, my dad, he, I was talking to my dad the other day and he goes, oh, guess what I bought? I said, what? He goes, you remember those old mobile phones that came in like the big brick leather case? He says, yes. I, I, he goes, I bought one. And I'm going, oh, on. a collector's item or to use. Yeah, I'm just going, why would you buy one? I'm going, why did you buy one? Like, I know you had one 20 years ago. Why did you buy one today? It's not going to work, you know. And he goes, no, no, I just wanted the case. I wanted the leather case. <laughs> <laughs> Your nice. old man needs to be checked into a facility. <laughs> Post haste. <laughs> Post haste, exactly. Yesterday. Now, you can listen to us and a lot of other little tech shows from Australia and New Zealand on the AussieTechRadio.com. And you can tune in with the TuneIn Radio app. That's just about everywhere iPhone, Android, Windows 10, just about everywhere. Uh, it's just uh, dial it up, TuneIn Radio app, and start searching for Aussie Tech Radio. You'll find it. And also look at it, look for us at Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Ads and YouTube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Ads. Um, and you can follow the a couple of news stories, the news feed on Twitter at Aussie Tech News or the show at Aussie Tech Heads and with a hashtag of Oz Tech Heads. How's that? AUS Tech Heads. All right. Now, uh, thanks for coming in, everybody. And Stuart, what um, you on Facebook and all this sort of stuff? You do Facebook, Twitters, Instagrams? Oh, I'm not that much, uh, Gwen, to be honest. No. No? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big... Uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter fan. <laughs> no, no, it's just all, uh, it's just all crazy people on Twitter, isn't it? <laughs> but, <laughs> but look, oh, don't get me started on the types that are on Twitter. Uh, are you on Twitter? You you got a Twitter account, Eric? Yes, yeah. I don't use it though. I just I just scroll down and watch all the lefties going crazy over some faux faux problem that they think they're solving. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Just to use it, just to just to see what's 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 currently trending. What's uh, you know. Yeah. What's, what's, what's what, people, what, are the, what are the crazy people talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to get annoyed about today? I'm not. Haven't got anything on. Let's yeah, see right. what I can. What am I going to be outraged about? Yeah. What am I going to be? What am I going to say to to look like to seem like I'm doing something? <laughs> All right. So uh, that's great. So uh, that's a that's about the end of the show. Thanks, Stuart, for coming on. I hope you had. 
fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much, guys. No worries at all. Thanks, Stewie. Come back any time. No worries. And thanks, Shane. Thanks for coming in and giving us your yeah. couple of stories and letting us know that you bought a 24-port switch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no send someone to the moon. Which you're only going to use two. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't actually supposed to be an official story. It was just supposed <laughs> to be an anecdotal thing, but no, that's fine. <laughs> you, well, make sure you sticky tape up the other 22 ports that you're not using, and then as the ports wear out, you can un- unsticky tape them, and they'll be just like new. No, and I've got about... Uh, eight things plugged into it already. Oh, all right. Okay. Cool. Is there anything on the other end of them, or just this <laughs> little, <laughs> just leads coming out? Just say yeah, yeah. Well, now the cable comes out of like port four and then goes in back into port twelve and yeah, just does that. You either oh, you, you've looped it or you've put them into another router just so you can get the lights flashing. <laughs> yeah, it makes it look. Makes it look, look good. Used yeah. Yeah, capacity. All right. And Eric, thanks for coming in. Good to see Welcome. you. Welcome. We'll see you again next week. If you want to contact anyone, uh, Glenn, Eric, Shane, and Stuart, it'll come to me and I'll forward it on to him. All right. Now, <laughs> um, good stuff. All right. Thanks, for everyone. And have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See you all. Yeah.